Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Help! I have animal legs. <laughs> what? Of course. That's, I, I would love to say that's not the title. That's just a predicament I'm in. At the <laughs> that is, yeah. I but... did notice that you've got that you've got ostrich legs. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, uncurable. Yeah. Is what it is. Uh, that's a shame. Um, but yeah, that's our title this <laughs> week. Title for a fantasy film. Fantasy film, uh, and we've been given that title by at thy dungeon man. At Thy Dungeon Man. On Twitter. T-H-Y. Yeah, Dungeon think so. Man. Yes. Uh, so thank you to Thy Dungeon Man for getting, to, for getting in touch with us on Twitter. You can find us at Life's a Pitch Show. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast. So as you said before, Matt, we're doing fantasy films. It's fantasy movies. Uh, one of the most undersubscribed genres. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. And we're about to found, find out why. <laughs> we're about to subscribe. We're about, we're about to oversubscribe the genre. Yes. Yes, so it's just us. Yeah, it is just us today. Just us, recording on the day of our fifth year. And also the day of our daughter's wedding. Yes. Yeah, yeah. who could believe? <laughs> Five years old. <laughs> She's getting married. She's getting married. The Lives of Pitch podcast. Yeah. Our daughter. <laughs> So, from Tomasz Trzodkowski, we've got My Book Ate the Wizard. My Book Ate the Wizard? Yeah. The Only Wizard. The Only Wizard. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> My Book. Yeah. Does that would imply that someone's written a book? Yeah. Uh, or, maybe that's it, like, every time you write a book about a wizard, a wizard dies. <laughs> It's like it's like the fantasy genre is the reason that magic is oh real. Oh my god, yeah, no. That's that's what it's exploring. Like magic used to be in the world and then yeah. it got captured. It's the opposite of fairies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, the more you write about fantasy, yeah. the less magic goes out of the world. Yeah. I mean that's true in many ways because you start to realize that, you know, like as a kid you read the first thing and you're like magic works that way. That's the way the magic works. If I uh like go into uh into a wardrobe, I, I one wardrobe out there is yeah. going to take me to Narnia yeah. and then Narnia has its own internal logic yeah. but then you read Harry Potter and you're like wait 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 hang on does Narnia exist or yeah. does the wizarding world because these are completely incompatible yeah. well, I was just about to say it's kind of what J.K. Rowling is doing with the <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them series killing all the wizards No, well, killing all the wizards that and just ripping the magic taking out of the, the world taking the magic out of it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> by over explaining everything she's just yeah reducing it to a mundane and terrible universe yeah it's just sort of the churning out the wizarding world movies now and it's just sort of like yeah you can see the strings so there's no should, magic to them should the bad guy in this be called the churning then the churning <laughs> the churning of the hollywood industrial machine so we got a star uh john lithgow as yeah. um as, as a writer yeah um, and he's a he's, he's a successful children's novel writer mm. um, uh, called Alan J. Dowling. Oh, I love that name. Yeah. Apart from the last part. Alan I loved, J. I, Dowling. I loved Alan J. Yeah. 
And if you put like Alan J. Broxicle or something Alan like that. Alan J. Broxicle. Alan J. Broxicle, yes. The new novel by Alan J. Broxicle. I'm Alan J. Broxicle! So you want to talk about your work, uh, the, uh, the the wizard with the hat. Hey, yeah, I wrote a, I wrote a whole book about it. What do you want to know? <laughs> the wizard with the hat. Uh, it's, it's part of your ongoing series of the wizard with the... Um, that's that's the name of the series. Yes, and uh, and I think the the interview just goes on, and he goes on to write the final wizard book. But this is based on a sort of childhood memory he has. Yeah. So that, this is the thing. He's like, well, what a lot of people don't know is that I actually met a wizard once. Yeah. And like, we cut back to who could play a young John Lithgow. Um, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I, I was thinking like childhood, but I'm I'm pretty sure you put Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Fraser as a child once. Brendan Fraser in shorts. <laughs> the current yeah. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I'm Brendan thinking, Fraser in shorts. I mean, a, I'm thinking of a younger John Lithgow. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. anything under it, under however John Lithgow. He's what like two hundred years yeah, old. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, it could be. I was thinking, like, just sort of childlike age, or uh, sort of Stranger Things age, uh, that yep. kind of. Uh, Finn yeah. Wolfhard. But it's but it's Brendan Fraser. Oh no! Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's Brendan Fraser. Yeah. But in shorts and a backwards baseball exactly cap. Exactly what that is. Yeah. Uh, and I think he goes to like this wizard's tower to mow the lawn outside. Right. Yeah. yeah or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And like the wizard sort of shows him a load of magic spells and stuff. Yeah. And then. And that the wizard as well is really young, sort of youthful. He's sort of discovered the fountain of youth, sure. pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Jude Law. Okay. And uh, and we find that when Brendan Fraser's grown up, we see him in like a scarf going to university. Yeah. At one point, he starts writing this story, um, and then he goes back home and sees that the the tower is all got crumbling. Like it's, it's it's kind of crumbling. It's, it's sort of like an old man. And... Yeah, yeah, and we see an older Jude Law. Yeah. And we're just, oh no, what's what's going on what's there? What's happened to old Judy? And I think the more and more uh, Brendan he, Fraser, he John uses Lithgow... Uses the, the magic of childhood. Yeah. He, the more he, he's like tapping a well. Yeah. And uh, the... it's, it's kind of like the opposite of the picture of Dorian Gray. <laughs> <laughs> like kind the, of. The, the, more, the more the man's life becomes in print, the yeah. older he gets. Yes. And the more the magic goes away in well, the castle. Well, yeah, it's, it's got to be like, um, to the point where, right, mm. after all this, after the success of this series, right, um, uh, we are following, um, actually, the way we're telling this story mm. is we're following um, the media buzz mm. about John Lithgow, right? Uh, Alan J. Broxicle or whatever yeah, it was called. Yeah, that's, um, that's exactly what it was, yeah. Well um, done. Uh, thank you. Um, and uh, he he'd been following. It's almost like a mockumentary in, in that yeah. way, right? We're following uh, investigative journalists and well, not investigative, but he's sort of like journalists <laughs> who are who, journalists. Who, who are um, who are who are covering. <laughs> the stakes just got so high. <laughs> and they're investigating what what have you done to this old man? <laughs> Scandal. <laughs> so anyway, they they follow him back to his neighbourhood, yeah. right? Like as in as part of an interview piece, as part of a fluff piece for the new book that's out. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, he goes back to his old neighbourhood and goes, "Well, actually, this is the uh, the, the tower mm. where I first had the inspiration." And it's just a like an old dilapidated house, an old. But he's like, 
a boring old man. Yeah. Mowing his own lawn. Yeah. Right. Uh, scrubbing his own pots. Yeah. And he's like, I remember you. You were magic. You used to be able to do magic spells. And he's like, I've always been like this. Yeah. And and yeah, I think that's the whole it's sort of a metaphor for lost childhood uh, yeah, yeah, magic. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> you. Yeah, I did used to be able to do a magic spell to mow me lawn. Who'd have thought my book Eight the Wizard would be such a <laughs> a conceptual, like genuinely pre- like I could imagine that film existing. I used to be able to 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 cast a spell to to get my pots washed. I used to pay I used to pay you ten pence a pot. I know, right? Ten cents. Yeah. it'd be John Lithgow. Well, yeah, but John Lithgow comes from England in oh, this case. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm from England. And and Brendan Fraser. Yeah. In shorts yeah. and uh, and sandals, and a backwards baseball. Doesn't cap. really matter where it is, does it? No, no yeah. it doesn't really matter where it's it is. Locationless. It's, it's yeah. It's uh, it's Universal. Universal Studios. Yeah, Universal Studios. We'll pitch it to them. <laughs> so from Brent Black, we've got the Wizard of Washington High. The Wizard of Washington High. Yeah. Okay. All right. There's a lot of wizard in this. Yeah. In this situation right here. Yeah. <laughs> Any others with wizard in? Yep. <laughs> I just realised they're all very magic based <laughs> this week. <laughs> no dragons or ghouls in this one. Nope. All right. The Wizard of... So this is a very... You know, magical realism, magic portly yeah. sort of. So this has got to be like people who are. I don't know anything if Washington High is a real thing, but I tell you what, these are people who have been groomed for like Washington uh, governance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's it's a it's a high school for rich kids. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. Eton esque. Yeah. And I'm thinking this isn't in fantasy movie at all, but it is. It is just like very rich. Uh, sort of pompous kids like oh my 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 father owns own two banks on Wall Street. Very much a transatlantic sort of yes. Uh, Hi, well actually I prefer a cappuccino made with the goat milk from the Himalayas. That character is twelve years old. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of. Uh, uh, in that fact, kind of you vibe. can lift that character wholesale yeah. out of Richie Rich. Yes, yeah, you can, and I'm thinking. Um, it's kind of like Richie Rich yeah. in the fact that the wizard of Washington High yeah. is just this sort of average, like, low-income kid yeah. who is the coolest person ever. I kind of have... I, I, I think that, like, we could even do... Mm. Like, we could have someone kind of breaking that space right like going into that and being an outsider in that space yeah but what if he wasn't the wizard what if the wizard was someone who gets you the positions in later life right almost like a sort <laughs> oh of oh my god almost like the sort of like the head teacher or someone the head of sixth form or whatever who is the person who's like oh i like to have favors from all the i i don't know i i think i think these kids they're kind of like i know you've not seen ferris bueller yeah but the character of cameron in Ferris Bueller is right. very sort of like uh, I think uh, Ferris Bueller at one point says you could put a lump of coal up his ass and it would be a diamond like it's very sort of tightly wound sort of very much under the pressure of his parents to right. do well Yeah, I think there's a whole bunch of kids that are going through that 
Okay. Like their parents really want them to do well because they want them sure. to have a high earning job so they can they can keep on the family legacy, yeah. I guess, of just being rich. Yeah. And then this one fucking kid comes in, yeah. sunglasses, backwards baseball cap, varsity jacket, yeah. skateboard, yeah. like lightning tattoo. stamps on his <laughs> yeah, lightning tattoo, uh lightning stamps. On his forehead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could have that. <laughs> like, that would be a thing. Um, but, like, uh, sort of like a, a block one, not like a little scratch on his yeah. head, like a block yeah. lightning tattoo. <laughs> like, the kind of, like, Miss Marvel uh, lightning tattoo. Yeah. Um, comes in and just tells everyone to relax. Like, yeah. he's like the fucking Fonz. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Obviously, as a poor kid, yeah, he also knows how to pick locks... And is a master criminal. Yes. Yeah. He's in with gang culture. He knows <laughs> everything about, like, he's got this all is... those street smarts. Yeah, yeah. He's got the street smarts. He's like the 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 kids from Richie Rich, yeah. who Richie invites. But it's it's a mixture of Richie Rich and Ferris Bueller. Sure. But, like, if Ferris Bueller had was like an antidote for, for well, I mean, it kind of is for Cameron, yeah. but with a whole group of Camerons. Yeah. I mean, let's put this in in the case of of of, of Richie Rich. Yeah, the it's, best film ever made. The best film ever made. Yeah, the roller coaster's back garden. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah. So it, instead of it being one Richie showing the poor kids around his roller coaster in his back garden. Yeah. Um, and Percy McDonald's. Mm. Um, Another it's, reason it's, why that film's the best, best film, film ever made. made. Yeah. yeah. Um, the um, the, there's one poor kid mm. and a bunch of Richie Riches. Yeah. And the one poor kid's thing is to win over. It's very much an Amanda Bynes movie. Yeah. But without the gender part. It could be Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Yeah. You get without, Amanda Bynes coming in there. Without the questionable gender politics that the Amanda Bynes movies well, yeah, uh, you just on. you pretty much dress her up as we've said so there's no there's no gender politics there yeah. she's just she's just a cool kid with sunglasses skateboards. <laughs> she's not like other girls. No she's not like other girls. <laughs> Not like not like other people. She's yeah. magic. In fact, she she um yeah she's she's she rolls up to this prestigious Washington High yeah with a boombox yeah and and weirdly enough, someone comes up and says um uh, like uh you're not allowed boomboxes in that's yeah. John Lithgow <laughs> you're not allowed boomboxes in, in uh, on the square. Don't you know? It's like a prefect style person. And, and like up. everyone around us, like, oh shit, what's she gonna do? She just gets the boombox, slams the play button down, yeah. Footloose comes on. She just holds it. Yeah. She, I don't think she has any dialogue well, in the no, movie. Here's, here's the thing, right? So, and you can see the uh, campus cops approaching in the little yeah, golf yeah. buggy while this prefect is tell, telling her off, right? Yeah. And then she flips over the tape, it's a cassette tape. Yeah. Slams it in the other the other side of this boombox, yeah. right? Like like on the B side, and it's it's her own mixtape. Oh right? my god! And it's the favorite song of that one campus cop. Yeah. Oh man. So it, it, and it he's, like he's reminded of his youth. Yeah. He's like, whoa! <laughs> and he gets on top of his buggy and starts just like gyrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's it's dancing. Crazy, it's crazy in love. Everyone's dancing. Crazy in yeah. love by Beyonce. Yeah. On yeah, yeah. Tape. Yeah. I like- <laughs> I'm trying to think <laughs> if Crazy in Love is old enough to be on cassette tape somewhere. And um, the answer is yes. Yes. But 
Not released on cassette tape. <laughs> Probably not. Copied onto cassette Maybe tape. Maybe both. I'll be honest. Um, I, I'm like, I'm, this is important enough for me to, to is Google. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm certain <laughs> like it's it's at that it's at that crossroads of like CDs coming in and tapes being like what you put onto tapes because like no no music production company was making tapes like early two thousand. That's true, yeah. But the thing is, but I remember making mixtapes back then. You might though have got um, the answer is no. Yeah. Um, you might though have got people making tracks um, and then releasing them on cassette. Because some cars still had cassettes rather than CDs, yeah. right? Well, I mean, you you do. That's why you have blank tapes. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, it's 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 crazy in love on cassette tape. Yeah. yeah. And um, the thing is, Amanda Bynes doesn't say anything. No. This whole film, <laughs> right? She is just pure actions. Yeah. Like okay. her actions speak a thousand words. Okay. So like, like she she gets everyone dancing to Crazy in Love. Um, There's one bit where, um, uh, yes, yeah, so everyone's dancing to Crazy in Love, including the, including this campus cop. Yeah. Um, and then everyone realizes that okay, well, I guess we can't like the prefects are like scowling, mm. right? Oh, I guess we can't get her because of the because uh, the campus cops love her, of course. Mm. Uh, but we'll we'll find another way to oust her. Yeah. Because um, we're the leaders of this here social situation. Yeah, I think there's, there's a scene where she breaks a load of the kids into a, a Wall Street stock exchange and they go mad. <laughs> they go mental. Like, she's just sort of sat there at the entrance with her arms folded, sunglasses <laughs> on, and all these kids are just shooting in past her. But here's the thing. When you break a load of rich kids into a stock exchange... Yeah. The way they go mad yeah. is by picking up the phones and shouting, sell, sell, sell. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they they ruin in, the economy. In their dad's voice. Yeah, they ruin the economy. Yeah. It's... <laughs> There's a bit where, like, you know, someone's going to be late for class, mm. and this is the test, right? And if they're late for class, then they're out, mm. right? But Amanda Byers kicks a, a, a skateboard towards the teacher. They step on the skateboard, go, <laughs> and then and then the teacher does like a backflip, and every, all the kids are going, "Woo! We love the teacher!" <laughs> and the teacher's like, "Thanks, Amanda Bynes. I'm cool <laughs> yeah, now." Yeah. She's time, a wizard. Time to do this test. Yeah, yeah. And the kids are like, yes, testing. <laughs> and, and I think Amanda Bynes disappears as mysteriously as she appeared yeah, at yeah. the beginning of the movie. I think I think at the end it's revealed that Amanda Bynes is, um, uh, is voiced by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> what, a, what a horrible twist. I did it all for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she walks the off she gets on the bus but then there's no like location on the bus where the bus <laughs> yeah. is going she just walks on yeah. and then drives off over the bridge Florence Pugh is is there uh, at the front of the bus <laughs> going I'm little consequence here we go <laughs> wow <laughs> okay right <laughs> it's a callback to five episodes ago yeah yeah the bus of little consequence yeah. there we go so uh, there you go. That the wizard of the wizard of Washington High. The wizard of Washington High. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't know where she went. We don't know where she we don't went. Know who she was? We don't know who she was. She she never said anything. Yep. All she did except that except I did it all for you and then got on a bus. Yeah. All she did was make everyone relax. Yeah. Turn it into a normal normal school. Yeah. And I'm pretty certain, right? Because we never knew her name. Yeah. She was called Frankie. Yeah. She went to Hollywood. 
Ah, there you go. That's where that song That's that band. came yeah, from. Yeah, I see. Relax. Frankie says relax. In fact, that's all she said. She didn't say I, I, I did it all She just says you. relax. She just says relax and yeah. gets on the bus. Yeah, that's, um, Hollywood. that's the Wizard of Washington High. <laughs> <laughs> the origin story for Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> that's, that's just completely misinterpreting the, the, the song Relax. <laughs> And that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty certain it's that's what it's about. just letting go and just being all right. You know? I've, I've not listened to it for a while, it's, but I'm it, pretty it's, certain. It's about a school in Washington that uh, can't relax. Yeah, I'm pretty certain it mentions Amanda Bynes yeah. at some point. By name, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so those were all our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week on our social medias. So that is at Life's a Pitch Show on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast on facebook on I guess. the facebook yeah give us a like there give us a follow on twitter and most importantly give us your titles and just give us your feedback as well we, we like, like to hear that we like to hear that sort of stuff um yeah. we sometimes ask you questions in the deleted scenes um don't forget if you are listening to this uh on on mondays this comes out on on friday yeah on Mondays, we release deleted, uh, the Deleted Scenes podcast, which is just a bunch of things. If this has felt too on topic for you, yeah, uh, like we were there just like, this is just films. Yeah. What's going on? It's just loads of films. Deleted Scenes is basically still us talking about films, usually, yeah, or sitcoms. So, or like uh, we could both have a sort of idea that we've been thinking about for yeah. last week or so, want to pitch it. I yeah. mean, this week I, I pitched a sitcom starring primarily old people that I thought about on the toilet five yeah. minutes before the episode. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, yeah, let's, let's go with that. Let's talk about that, what that means for the wider world. Um, yeah, it's just a good time. So go listen to that on Mondays. This episode comes out on a Friday, obviously. Go yeah. listen to that on Mondays. Um, yeah, do that. Shall we get on with our main feature pitch? I think that's a good idea. This week. So, as I was saying earlier, at... Thy Dungeon Man gave us Help I Have Animal Legs. Help I Have Animal Legs. Now, I'm thinking... Yeah. Do you remember the film Beastly? No. Which is a modern retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Right. Starring Vanessa Hudgens. Interesting. I'm thinking this is a very similar vibe. I don't know what that means. To, to Beauty and the Beast, as in person gets cursed, right? Has to break curse, uh-huh. but can't because they have animal legs. <laughs> uh, like so, basically, the curse is animal legs. They've yeah. got animal legs. Well, this is why I was I was I was sort of on a um, Midsummer Night's Dream uh, thing, you know, with like bottom. Oh yeah, and like it's, the whole got... like, ass's ears and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right, similar thing. Right, mm. some th- some some. Someone somehow angers uh, a, like a cursing entity, something yeah. that has the power to curse, mm. and gives you gives you uh, like an animal aspect mm. to but, take the mick out of you. Yeah, but but I think with with the Beauty and the Beast thing, yeah, the curse is that they've they've got to they've got to lift it by doing something that having animal legs hinders you to do. Right. So like. Beast has got to find love, but how could anyone love, love a beast? A beast? Yeah, yeah. Especially one that's 
just a dick. Yeah. It's just, like, I'm pretty sure he was just a dick before he became a beast as well. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like his dickishness was what got him to be a beast. To be a beast. And, and then, then it, he just continued to be a beast whilst being a beast. It only, it only pushed it further. Yeah, yeah. It didn't help him become a better person. So, but the thing is with that, right? He yeah. was as beastly on the outside at that point as he was on the inside. Yes. Right? So how could someone be animal-legged on the inside, <laughs> Tom? <laughs> how could somebody be metaphorically animal-legged? Uh, yeah. Is that what you're asking? That's what I'm asking you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, Matt. I don't think I have an answer for you. If I were to ask you, if I were to say to you, Tom, Tom, you're really animal-legged today. You've been really animal-legged the last few days. I would, I would throw a table in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and therein becomes the, the end of my idea. That's where it stops. <laughs> Okay. Oh no, no, no! I get it. I right. got it. Yeah. I got it. You can be animal-legged on the inside, yeah. right? By being a fast runner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, um... oh, always running away from your problems. Ooh. Like in Run Fat Boy Run. <laughs> I don't think that's the point of that movie. It kind of is. Uh, yes. It's no. He is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He runs away from commitment. Yeah. yeah I forgot about that film. Um, it's not that good. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's, it's actually, you know what, you know what, Tom? Yeah. It's bad. It's a bad movie. Really? Yeah. No, it is. It's bad. Hmm. It's not a good movie. It's. I. I think it's. I think it's sort of tone the line between bad and all right. Well, then Let's... we're in. in, a, in a, we're in accord. We're yeah, left in yeah, accord yeah, now, yeah. In that case. Yeah, it's it's up there with. Um... As long as it's sub okay, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So someone who can't he, he can't commit to anything. Yeah. Um, so who's gonna play someone who can't commit to anything? Um, John Boyega. John Boyega can't commit to anything. Prime of his life. Yep. Right. Beautiful man. Yep. Right. Getting all the ladies and the gents. Yep. Uh, all hot under the collar. He's constantly having sex parties at his apartment. Exactly. Loads of people. Yeah. Loads of people. But then he he truly falls in love with um uh who's 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 going to be the love interest in this? I'm I'm very tempted to say Charlie Day, but Charlie Day doesn't feel like a like no. a, like, a, like a like a commitment allegory to no. me. No. Um Florence Pugh. Okay. We've cool. been casting her a lot lately. Yeah, we've she's, she's been in like three out of four of the pictures this week. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. She is a fascinating actress. Yep, it's true. One of my favourite newcomers. Okay. Let's go with Florence Pugh. Now, one thing I'm wary of is uh typifying Florence Pugh as a sort of commitment ball and chain here. Especially after the way she was portrayed in um, Midsummer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which so I think I think largely what it is is it represents a new aspect of life that well, they could. I think I think because you mentioned that you brought that up. Yeah. 
I think she just nonplussed yeah. by any relationship she's, she's, she has. I think I think basically, right, what happens is she's like <laughs> I think I think John Boyega is the person wanting to make the commitment but then running away from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Basically <laughs> what it is is like he wants to commit, yeah. right? And she's like, Well, I've been offered a job yeah. as an accountant in London. Yeah. Right? He's running around Manchester, yeah. banging everything that moves. Yeah. Right? And and she's like they're they're, 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 they're best a, friends. They're they're in a polyamorous like a kind of a, 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 a an open relationship. Yeah. Like they're not necessarily like um super commitment focused, mm. but the point is she's like I would like to you to start a new life with me in London because I've got this good job. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. With her being nonplus, you're just like, you can if you want. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. It's, it's all down to you. I'm going. This is your call. The, yeah, the, the ball's in your call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we you know, we already spend enough time together that this makes sense. Yeah. But but listen. I mean, they live in the same apartment. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, yeah. Um, uh, but I'm going. You come with me if you want. Yeah. And he um, goes to Scotland for three days. <laughs> what? Like oh, just to sort of have a kind of sabbatical. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just he just buggers off while she makes she starts packing up. Yeah, and he comes and he comes home to an empty apartment basically. Oh man, she's already in London. Yeah, and um, I think uh, how does he get cursed? I think yeah. I I I think we're just gonna pull out the the sort of lives of pitch card and go something random happens. Uh, Rowan Atkinson is just stood. Uh, I'm just going to reverse the sort of trope of the old crone yeah. and be like, Rowan Atkinson's there, dressed as his butler, who goes, Buy a rose! I, I never I never <laughs> liked you. No, he says, he says, right, he says, Buy a rose for your loved one! <laughs> he says. But, Rowan Atkinson, you're my butler. <laughs> no, he's a crone on the, on the ground. He's like, eh, why does, why does John Boyega have a butler? Because he's a rich... Mank okay. aristocrat. <laughs> he's a rich Mancunian aristocrat. Yeah, who's just sold his. He's, he's just sold. He's just um, fired his butler. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah and then he, he's just like, "You'll never learn from your problems." <laughs> yeah. <He's>, Whap. So, <laughs> he so, points at his legs, and and one of Whap. Yeah, says Whap. I just clapped really loud. <laughs> he says Whap. <laughs> and then and then it's it's like those turkey you're know, like um oh what's it called uh, what's the, the the cartoon chicken called oh uh, foghorn leghorn foghorn leghorn yeah which I only found out that uh, leghorn is a kind of chicken yeah uh, recently but um yeah foghorn leghorn like style legs where it's like thin chicken legs but with that big fat yeah, fluffy yeah. like uh, upper leg yeah but like not like a cartoon no like an actual like sort of scaly <laughs> chicken. Leg. So yeah, okay. So, so this is the thing, right? I just want to iron out some of these plot bits in a transformation akin to that of Black Swan. Yeah, like you know, like uh, I don't know if you've seen Black Swan, but there's a bit where her knees snap back to become like a swan's yeah. legs yeah, yeah, and stuff. Sure. It's horrific body horror. Exactly. It. It, it, this actually this happens. So basically, what's happened, right, mm. is that um, instead of packing up and going to uh, the uh to london with florence Pugh. yeah uh john boyega decides this 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 uh mank millionaire uh playboy yeah um decides he's going off to edinburgh festival 
Um, just to, to, do, to do a uh, to, to do a run at just, the end no, of a fringe. Just, he just wants to have a party. It's all a right, big party. That's, that's all right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's like, well, we forgot to mention he was uh, he was he was touring, sort of, uh, sort of trying to trying to gauge audience reactions to his set. <laughs> and what he doesn't realise was that Florence Pugh was paying the butler. Yeah. Right. The like was paying all the staff of that of of the big house that they were living in. Yeah. Um, the kind of loft apartment style like mm. um, thing, um, and uh, that he hadn't like he he was kind of saddled with this right. Mm. So four weeks later, he comes back um, from the from from Edinburgh Festival. Edinburgh Festival, yeah. yeah. He's there for the whole festival. He really wants yeah. to just see all the. Thi- He's there for the theatre as well as for the comedy yeah. and the dance as well. Yeah. If you've run out of those two, you can go and see the dance festivals yeah. as well. Yeah. And the Edinburgh Tattoo. There's yeah. loads to see. There's loads to see. Go to Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Over the month of August. <laughs> so anyway, um, he uh, he 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 winds up back in Manchester, yeah. drunk on Buckfast. He's got Buckfast <laughs> bottles like hanging from his arms and legs. <laughs> stumbles in oh. and uh, the the lights flick, uh, a, a lamp flicks on yeah. in an armchair and it's it's Rowan Atkinson oh man and he's like what time do you call this <laughs> I just love the idea that John Boyega is up and down from Scotland <laughs> yeah for seemingly no reason <laughs> no. he gets his he gets his legs turn into a chicken legs and then goes back up to Edinburgh. Oh, no, no. This is, oh, I, I, right. was, I was rehashing what, oh, you're what the, rehashing reason that the, the, the reason that... I just wanted to iron out some story bits. Right, okay. Because I thought he got turned into chicken legs and then went back up <laughs> no, to Edinburgh. No, no, no. This is like... This like, is, it, like it didn't affect him at all. <laughs> no. This is on the on the lead up to getting his chicken legs. Okay, I'm glad we got that sorted okay, out. Because good. that would have confused the hell out of me. And everyone else, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so he does that. That. He he then, then like Rowan Atkinson's there. What time do you call this? <laughs> Whap! I haven't been paid. <laughs> oh, it's Florence Pugh that pays him. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, none of us have got paid. We've all defaulted on our rent. Yeah, we've all been kicked out of our houses. And um, uh, and then he <laughs> and, he, and he, John Boyega still drunk yeah. from the megabus down. Um, is. <laughs> Is uh, is like oh fuck off. Yes, yes, I am laughing at the fact that this rich Mancunian <laughs> aristocrat has to get the mega bus. It just makes no sense not it, to. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. It's like ninety quid for a t- uh, for a train ticket. Yeah, he owns a helicopter, and but he can. He he, st- he still he likes, he's not an idiot. Yeah, yeah. He can still see value. Yeah, yeah. And a mega bus is like three pounds. And I know, and and like he 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 likes getting down with the. The, the little people he and calls also, them. And also, he's 18 to 25, which means he's got a rail card. Yeah. But he can... He, even that, at mm. that lower value, he's still... He's still going to go on on for the £3 megabus. I know, right? Because he knows what's what. Yeah. Even if he is a, a playboy. These are all character tropes that he has. <laughs> yeah. These are so, all traits of his... It's a, it's a three-dimensional character we're <laughs> So anyway, he says, Oh, fuck off, Rowan Atkins character. <laughs> Make me a coffee. I'm hungover. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> like Rowan Atkinson says, looks around at the gathered uh, staff that's, that have all been kicked out of their yeah. house, uh, house, their collective houses, mm. and um, uh, like evicted because they've defaulted on rent. Uh. And he just goes, "Not this time. Not this time, John Boyega." Whap. <laughs> 
Chicken legs, yeah, straight away. Because <laughs> because basically, and in the flash, mm. you can see because it was a dark room with that one light. Yeah, you can see that John Boyega had just walked into a ritual circle. Oh, right? they set up and they light and the and the, um, uh, the candles all go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, his legs get yeah. turned into a big. So chicken. now we've got past Act One. Yeah. What does he do with these chicken legs? Well, here's the thing. He's got chicken legs, but tell you what, when you are... Um, his entire lower body is chickened. Yeah. Right? Which means he can't have he can't have sex. Everyone, nobody's going to... Yeah. Unless he wears really long trousers, everyone's going to think he's really weird. Yeah. Right? Well, and also, he's, he's starting to like do things like scratching on the, in oh, the man. dirt and stuff. He's with slowly his turning into a chicken. Yeah. He's, he's, his legs are sort of... Yeah, like that on, on the ground, and his legs are just not paying attention to him, sort of thing. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, he finds himself like settling down on his haunches at night oh. to sleep rather than like lying down. Yeah, and it's really, really strange. And, it, and, like, and he has a dream once where he, <clears throat> he gets up and there's an egg, and it cracks, and Florence Pugh's head sticking yeah. out of it. It's like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? So this is the part. This really, very much is the part of the film. The second act, mm. uh, we have this lowest point moment where mm. he um he tries to go out to a club yeah right doesn't get let in because he's not wearing the right footwear because he, and he looks down and it turns out that his his trainers are all like broken apart well, from well, his well, chicken he's, toes. He, no he's got three pairs of trainers <laughs> he's got three pairs of, one for each toe yeah 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 uh, well before then one well, he's got one back that, that and the bouncer goes uh not getting in, mate. Not getting in with them chicken legs. Not with those. Uh, not with those talons. <laughs> and then Dangerous he, he, he points to a. Uh, he, he points to a sign that says no ta- no trainers, <laughs> no, no shirt, no shoes, no, no talons, no service. But, yeah. Um. So, no, it would be no shirt, no shoes, col- uh, comma talons, talons, no service. service yeah. yeah. Um, so, he. Uh, he gets kicked out of that, and he's like drinking, and he falls into into the gutter and stuff. Has a dream. Where, uh, yeah, he lays lays the egg. Florence mm. Pugh's in it. It's very. We bring David Lynch in to do this sequence. Well, I, I was I was about to suggest another director, uh, Darren Aronofsky. Sure. Who did uh, Black Swan, mm-hmm. Mother, Requiem for a Dream? The reason I think that David Lynch should do this particular bit, yeah, it's all in black and white. Yeah. is because um, uh, David Lynch did Razorhead, which is all about fear of commitment. Yeah. Right? Uh, ah, right. So um, it's, it's very much like all, all this sort of like horrible imagery, mm. like, uh, and it's... Um, Who do you think, listeners, would, uh, would be better to direct this movie? I think Darren Aronofsky, Aronofsky should do the entire movie. Apart from this one but sequence. But this one yeah. sequence is David Lynch. Okay, fair enough. So he handed off into, yeah. uh, to, to be this kind of weird dream world type yeah. thing. Um, uh, and then, um, uh, yeah, so like he, he wakes up, right? And he's on, and he's on a bus to London, mm. right? He's, he's like woken up like, and he's on the floor. In fact, he's been rolled out of, the, out of a megabus door. By the driver, who's like, uh, like you think you missed your stop, mate? Where's your ticket? And sort of chucks him out into the into a into a field on a layby near London. Yeah. And um, I don't know what he's gonna do with this chicken, uh, this 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 egg. She's an accountant. <laughs> None of these things match up. <laughs> But it's a fucking compelling story, yeah, isn't it? It is so far. I think I think what's going to happen is um, 
he right so i think i've got it mm. he stumbles into um her work right Florence pews yeah yeah he stumbles in like drunk disheveled chicken legs chicken legs <laughs> That that sounds so naturally like a uh, <laughs> like an allegory for being drunk, doesn't it? A uh, sort of saying for being drunk. <laughs> yeah, it does a bit. He looks completely chicken legged. Chicken legged, absolutely chicken legged. Absolutely. I, I went I went to town the other night and had five pints. I was absolutely chicken legged. Absolutely chicken legged. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he 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 stumbles in and like he's like, you gotta help me, Florence. <laughs> the best John Boyega impression. I've got I chicken. He's, 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 he's Mancunian. Mancunian yeah. He's Mancunian John Boyega. He's the Mancunian candidate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's someone else's joke, isn't it? I, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, he's like, you got to help me, Florence. I've got chicken legs. I don't know what to do. And she's like, basically all, it's, you know, glass-walled offices, right? Mm. Everyone's looking in like, why is that chicken-legged man uh consorting with our new hire our new star hire <laughs> yeah uh, and this you know and the boss comes in and it's martin freeman and he oh, says he says florence i i need those numbers by by the end of the day all right otherwise the the kandinsky uh kandinsky account is gone oh no yeah if he doesn't have those numbers oh, oh. but john boyega's ruining it yeah right She's got a big presentation to do. Yeah, with those numbers. So, wrapping up this film, right? Yeah. We've got to the lowest point now. Yeah. How how do we resolve this seemingly disjointed situation? So she casts. I think basically, like, um, she tries to help him, mm. right? Because that's what friends do. Yeah. Okay. She tries to like she she puts him. She says, "Go. I've got a I've got a spare apartment. Yeah. Go there. Right." I'll get you a doctor, right? Or a wizard. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> Both. I'll, I'll I, get you I, a doctor I, and a wizard. I, I've moved down to London, yeah. so naturally I've got a, a, a doctor, a doctor and call, a... And I, I had to sign up to the to the, uh, to the lists, the patient lists of both a doctor and a wizard. Yes, just in case. Yeah, because you know. you, when you move house, you should always make sure... Uh, listeners, <clears throat> make sure when you do move house, you do change... The, your address with your existing wizard mm. um, because of course if you need emergency medical care they need to know which wizard practice it is you you see well it's it's you've got to sign up to a gp or your uh, mp yeah. uh, so yeah it's uh, you need to watch your mp because yeah. if that gets low then you'll need to go it's true yeah um your gp looks after your hp and yeah. your wizard looks after your mp yeah um, is what the, the the general practitioner and the magical practitioner exactly there we go um, so anyway um... <laughs> just a public service <laughs> announcement there he goes into this um, uh, he, he it's this dank dark apartment mm. like because it's just something that she's she's bought she's been un- unable to let it so far and, yeah you know um, and he's, he's he's waiting there and he's scratching and I think. Um, but by the time Florence Pugh gets back to the office, mm. she's already been fired. He's ruined oh, the job for God. her, right? And so, like, um, she calls him and says, "Listen, I've you've ruined it. Yeah, you've blown it. Right? That's my job done here. Yeah, right." And so he's like, "I don't know what I can do to help. I don't know what I yeah. can. I don't know where I am. What I'm, what I'm doing." 
and then he he says like i will but i will do everything i possibly can to make this right right yeah um and he uh he starts making like arrangements to try and find a job and stuff he's on the internet yeah. searching and then just as he sort of like starts doing that he works all night all through the night mm. falls asleep on on his keyboard right mm. And then has another dream, another David Lynch dream, right? Yeah. Where um, uh, he's he has terrible stomach pain. Yeah. Right. He's clutching onto his stomach and just uh, he's underwater. But then as he as he sort of like he just lets out this massive fart and it propels him to the surface, <laughs> right? Yeah. Where there's a beautiful looking beach. Yeah. And Florence Pugh's on the beach with a with a mojito. Yeah. Waiting for him in sunglasses and a bathing suit, right? And he wakes up and he's laying on his bed next to his laptop and a giant golden egg. <laughs> Filled with lots of money. Just, it's made of gold, Tom. It's, well, <laughs> metaphorically filled with lots of money. Yeah. Good lord, and that's... <laughs> And Florence Pugh is then just like, we can live off this. Like, what happens is she becomes an account holder with her accounting firm. Yeah. And then they invite her back as well. Okay. Like, he, he becomes, she lands him as a big as a big client. Yeah. And they give her a job back. Cool. And what we learned? Come on, Tom. So that was... What's the moral of this story? So, so, so that was... <laughs> Help, I have animal legs. Thank you, Thy Dungeon Man, for that title. <laughs> Remember, you can always visit us on our social media. Yeah. Uh, give us your titles there. We put a, a genre post out every Friday uh, just for the uh, episodes we record on Sunday, a Sunday, Monday time, that kind, of, uh, that kind of time. So you've got a few days there to give us as many titles as you want. And wow, we have a lot. We got a lot this we got week. A lot this week. It we... was great. Yeah, I loved. I loved it. I like seeing all the notifications come back past and everyone talking to each other. It's yeah. so much fun. It's great. It's great. So thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week. Remember to give us titles every every week. Uh, we love to. We love to read them out. We have a we have a good laugh uh, reading them all out. And just tweet us if you enjoyed the show. Just yeah. tweet us and do all that kind of thing. Yeah. If you have enjoyed the show, thank you for listening. Uh, and if you really, really want uh, to support us, you can do that simply by sharing the show. Share it on social media, share it with your friends, tell tell them about it. Um, if you want, you can you can put it in a letter, send it to a safe deposit box in, in a Swiss bank. Uh, that will then be picked up by a secret agent who will then go to the head media office, put a gun to the main controller's head and go put this on put this on otherwise many more people will be upset because they won't get film pictures broadcast to their brains and and the guy's like oh okay i'm gonna put it on i'm gonna put it on and then he puts the disc in and it's like life's a pitch podcast on the screens just with a uh, tone like boo, <laughs> just with and the word uh, all across 
TV. And what people don't know is that if that happens, mm. the wavelengths of the the signal mm. will actually intersect to create a portal to another dimension. That is just one of the many ways you can share the show. Yeah, with uh, other dimensions. Yeah, that, that other dimension is the dimension where all these films exist. They truly do need that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you if you do that if you want if you don't if you don't want to do that you could go over to patreon.com forward slash lives of pitch podcast where you can give us a little bit of money each month very small amount um, and it, it works out to a very small amount in total uh, and you can um, just give us a little bit of money and it helps us make the show it helps keep us encouraged to make the show it means that we we know that you're enjoying it and we know that you appreciate it and um, you can also get bonus content and get your name read out on the show just like all these amazing people that is my waste of talent that serial dragon is shitting bisques all over Wales Brandon Spanky Mills Ross Originals and the coming of this cosmic dragon of peace uh, Stephen D. Thomas fingers to hand Prime Minister, this election is a bad idea. Bisks are polling high. James Delaney, a band of vigilantes has taken Edinburgh and named it New Scramble. I don't care about Scotland, Brenda. Our mortgage rates are ruined. Brent Black, in today's news, the Kingdom of New Scramble has vetoed Brexit. Mavis, you are never picking the restaurant again. Where Bisk Turner has broken free and is battling the serial dragon of Wales. Joseph Hegarty. Prime Minister Aberdeen is floating up the Thames. Sod it, Sandra, they're here. Newcastle is lost. Run. Alex NSFW. Prime Minister, we found Carl. He's been permanently embisculated. Glenn, draw up plans to turn Ed- uh, Edinburgh... No, Aberdeen into the third Heathrow <laughs> runway. Prime Minister, the Queen has claimed Wales and seceded from the Union. And Prime Minister, Russia has annexed Northern Ireland. Thank you, all those people. That's a long list. I just love the idea of that person changing their name to... Uh... <laughs> To uh, they've annexed, they've annexed Edinburgh. No way, Aberdeen. <laughs> just, just back and forth. They change it every week. Every week, back and forth yeah. between Edinburgh and Aberdeen, just to fuck with me. I'm sure. <laughs> so thank you to all those people, and thank you just for listening. We'll end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award. This is the award given out to someone who's given us a title already based around an existing title. Just made a funny joke, did which a joke. which I have now disvalued. <laughs> Disvalued by over-explaining. Yeah, yeah. I always do it. The lead-up is so big that they can't possibly match it. Yeah. (laughs) So we've got two this week. Uh, One from Dave Bulmer and one from Ross Originals. Okay. Uh, The one from Dave Bulmer is the constantly ending story. (laughs) Uh, And the one from Ross Originals is my big Greek giant wedding. (laughs) My big Greek giant wedding? Yes. (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Remember who pitched it? <laughs> <laughs>